welcome to episode 101 of the What We've Watched podcast. My name is Chris. This is Emmett. And this week, top five... Just kidding. No top five this week. <laughs> oh, man. I know. I had to go in for a second. I, oh, no. I didn't prepare my, my list. My skin was tensing up. <laughs> I was like, top five what? <laughs> oh, no. Um, no. Uh, this week, we Top we're... five movie raccoons. Movie raccoons. Yeah. Um, oh, Lord. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, this week, we're... Trying to think of the most random thing I could. Yeah. Uh, we're doing the... We're doing a, an actual genuine movie. Um, we're doing, uh, for, for a reason. We actually have our reasons. It's not just a random pick either. We're doing, uh... Um, we always have a reason. That's, that's no, our secret. That's we our always, secret. Have always have a reason. reason. Sometimes not a good one, but... <laughs> uh, we're doing, uh, For Your Eyes Only. Yes. Uh, James Bond 007 film. Yes. Um, uh, so, basically, we hadn't really planned on doing another Bond film, well, this soon at least... Mm. Um, we don't do them that often, but, um, we sort of wanted to do something, uh, kind of, uh, in tribute to Sir Roger Moore's recent passing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, well, timely. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good, kind of, good we'll time. Cash in on we, his had, death. we hadn't done, we hadn't done, um, any of his Bond films. No. Before. We've done a Connery early on and then we did the Timothy Dalton one uh, yeah. we did um, what was it uh, what was that one called yeah <laughs> yeah gosh it's the one not licensed to kill the first one this, uh, this bodes well for me yeah 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 this is, this is top not top notch um, <laughs> hang on I'm looking at the the living daylights oh yeah yeah. Uh, I should have just said I, I I just I kept wanting to say daylights, but yeah. I was like I wasn't sure if that was right. I should just living said, daylights. Yeah, yes, we did that daylights. one, uh, which is interesting because we did that already, and then for this one we went with for your eyes only. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of interesting connections between those because they were relatively short time apart in the yeah. in the run of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going backwards, yeah. um, so it's kind of interesting. Well, I mean, the thing with Bond is like, with all the different people that play them and all yeah. the different eras that it's been in, you can jump around. No, no, no. Not, I don't mean uh, that know. that's a problem. I just mean because, um, in terms of the behind the scenes changes oh, yeah, yeah. and the changes to the approach. Oh yeah. Um, so that being said, um, For Your Eyes Only was released in June 1981. Uh, it is the twelfth of the Bond films, the fifth starring Roger Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, we did seven? Seven. Seven, yes. yeah. Um, and, uh... This is, like, widely regarded as his best one, too, I think. No, I think or, usually, um... Usually, uh, um... The Spy Who Loved Me oh, is usually Spy considered the best one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the reason that I kind of suggested this one is because, um, A, it's considered kind of the better one of the later oh, ones. Oh, that's what it was, yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, I remember I was talking about, like, there was, there was yeah, something about it. Yeah, because it kind of, you know, wore out its welcome a little bit towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is considered one of the better of the later ones. Um, but also, I hadn't seen it yet, because I, in going through the series, I've never made it to those last few Roger Moore ones. Uh, so I'd never seen it before, and it'd I, been a long time since I'd seen. And this I looked one, so. some stuff up, and I was it was everything sort of. I knew the last two were considered not good, 
Um, so this one was sort of put as like, oh, this is like one of the better ones. Sort of, sort of more along the lines of the good ones like mm-hmm. Spy Love Me or you know uh, Live, Live and Let Die. You know, those are kind of generally considered the other two good ones. Um, so I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, definitely um, for me. It was. It had been long enough that I had forgotten enough of this movie that like. It mostly came to me in, like, bits where, like, yeah. halfway through a scene... Something seemed familiar. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, yeah. wait, oh, I know how this scene ends. Yeah. Or, or well, oh, that character. Oh, oh, right. Well, it was really you know. cool for me because, um, like I say, having never seen it, but having been such a long-time mm-hmm. fan of the movies, it was kind of like getting a new, <laughs> yet not new, yeah, yeah. obviously, Bond film. Um, it was like a lost Bond film that was mm-hmm. never actually lost, you know? Yeah. I just never got to it. Um, so it was uh, Richard Brett, written by Richard Maybaum or Maybaum. I'm never not sure how to pronounce that. And Michael G. Wilson, um, directed by John Glenn. Um, so just some interesting notes about the people involved mm-hmm. that I th- what I thought was interesting. Uh, so Richard Maybaum, Maybaum, whichever, um, had written uh, all but three of the Bond films up to this point. Yeah. So of these twelve, um, it was uh, the ones that he didn't work on. Was You Only Live Twice from 1967, Live and Let Die, 73, and Moonraker, 79. Uh, all the other ones he'd written. Now, other writers had worked on the scripts, like, either before or after him. But he was always the main writer and had the sole final credit. But at this point, kind of like, because we're now sort of starting the 80s. Yeah. At this point, um, and he was getting pretty old too, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, He was... Yeah in his well into his 70s at this point um he started working more with well he started working with because he'd always done his work on the scripts by himself and then like other people would add things after or sometimes people put in things before but he would always do his work alone um at this point he started working closely on the script with michael g wilson who was um the stepson of albert broccoli kind of broccoli the main producer of the Bond mm-hmm. films um, and he largely kind of was his sort of six, him and Barbara Broccoli his half sister sort of became like the main producers took over for their father well father slash stepfather mm-hmm. uh, when he died uh, in the 90s so with the with the after the hiatus at the end of the 80s when they restarted in the mid 90s there with Goldeneye Pierce Brosnan yeah. from that point on they became Michael Jewels and Barbara Broccoli became the main producers of the series um, but they had kind of worked up through the kind of the ranks, you know, uh, which was something that they did a lot with with people like um, Cubby Broccoli really um, valued like that kind of building up that sort of loyalty yeah. and that kind of getting poor with a, having, having with people, people yeah. work up, you know, through the years and working with the same people and eventually and uh, much the same thing happened with um, John Glenn who this was his first time directing a Bond film. He had previously been an editor and second unit director on some of the previous films. Um, and this was his first time stepping up as director. Now, what's interesting is he also directed um, the Timothy Dalton one that we did before, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Living Daylights. That's right. Yeah. Because that was kind of later in the same kind of cycle that is now starting. <laughs> so that's what I sort of meant by like yeah. kind of jumping back a bit. Um so he would end up directing the last three of the Moors and both Dalton films. Yeah. So he would direct five Bond films all in a row, and that put him as the record holder for the director that did the most films, Bond films, um, which will probably, that record will never be broken because the different way that films are done now, 
that even Bond films are done now is like they don't reuse the same directors over and over the way they used to. Mm. So I don't think anyone will ever be able to match or even come close to exceeding uh, doing five films. Um, anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, probably not. No. Yeah. Uh, another one last little interesting thing about that is uh, this was the first of the Bond films to not feature Bernard Lee uh, as M. No, yeah. Uh, because he died early in the production of this one, and they decided, sort of out of respect, like not to recast right away. Yeah, um, so they well, they just had so, the, yeah, secretary, had the so chief of staff, chief of staff, and, yeah. like was some minister from the government. Yeah, yeah. were the ones who like did the the briefing for Bond um, instead, which would have been M, but it's just like they were just like, oh, he's he's away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's on leave. It was it was yeah. it was kind of one of those things I didn't even think about till like yeah like near the end of the film when I was like, oh like there's no M yeah. there's no M like they didn't bring him back at all like he's just not yeah, in it that was the first time and that's yeah. because Bernard yeah. Lee had died like literally just as they were starting work on the film so and they decided like well let's yeah. not so recast they didn't, that they didn't recast so they did recast for the next film yeah um although an interesting thing about that is that um the actor that actually replaced him had previously appeared in the Bond series as a different character <laughs> Uh, but involved in as he's like admiral something, oh. and so some people have speculated that he could actually be, could be oh, could a different character who got promoted up to become the new M. Oh, okay. Um, but there's no references to like it's not like when um, you know it's not like when Judy Dench took over yeah, and they yeah. specifically reference the fact that yeah. she's the new M. Yeah, they just kind of go with it. So there's nothing to say that for sure it is a different character because I mean they've recast many other roles. Yes. Yeah including Bond many yeah. times. Um, so well, and it is definitely like it, sometimes they draw, sometimes way. they mention like yeah. they draw attention to it and sometimes they yeah. just do the just pretend it's been the same actor yeah. this so, whole time. So yeah. you could yeah. kind of go either way on that. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. that's same sorry, person different face or different um, person. Yeah. So um, I like uh, I thought it was really interesting uh, for the opening scene uh, that it starts with um, Bond Oh. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, 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 that opening scene. Yeah, yeah, Bond going to put flowers on on Tracy's grave. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was really interesting because not only is referencing her a bit of continuity, which you don't really see too, too not often, too much, but it actually gives specific dates, mm -hmm. which is something you I very rarely that. see That's, because of the Bond weird, is often very because the weird kind of comic book time that Bond exists in. Yeah. Um, well, but here they specifically you, you date a Bond. Like the existence, the, yeah. the time period Bond is well, it's sort of in. always now. It's you know? always it's always the present. Well, it's, it's whenever always, the movie came out, it's yeah, exactly. Like yeah. it's always like like you you. It's like well, the cars yeah. and the fashion, yeah. and then that's sort of how you know. But like this on the gravestone specifically pays Tracy's yeah. death in 1969, which is when Honor mm -hmm. Majesty's Secret Service came out when she was introduced and killed. Yeah. Um, which means it puts it at that thing. So like it means. It's been that much time, time, which is yeah. something that they rarely address. Yeah. Um, but it makes sense because, of course, now with this being with Roger Moore having been in the role for a while and being yeah. clearly an older Bond, being yes. like well into middle aged, mm -hmm. it actually kind of makes sense because they're almost sort of acknowledging that like he's been around a while and that he's got this history. You know, uh, speaking of him, like, but that's in, a rare in, thing into for middle aged. Them to do. I, I definitely, I was surprised. It had been a while since I had seen. Uh, a Roger Moore yeah. pe period uh, but definitely a while since I'd seen a Roger Moore Bond and I definitely remember him looking 
definitely remember him looking worse. Hmm. Like, like just kind of like, like, like older, but maybe like a little less fit. A little. More. Well, I and think that was more the next the couple next of movies, especially like, the, the last one. Because yeah, I was like, to kill because I was eighty-five. Because I was like, damn, like Roger Moore's looking pretty good in yeah. this. Like he's looking. He's boy. It, it helps that he's very tall. Yeah, he's like, tall. So, he's, and he's got that. He had that. He's the strong chingo. I was yeah. like, man, I remember I, what happened to fat Roger Moore. Huh. And then, then of course I was like, oh, maybe that's like. I'm thinking more like. I don't think he was ever yet. like. Fat, no, no. But no, compared no. to yeah. Compared to say like Sean Connery, who was, I mean that's not. I mean you know he was very lean. Yeah. You know as Bond. Um, yeah. But uh, but I was like oh yeah no, that's yeah I thought that was interesting. No no so yeah they definitely made him the the kind of um, the older. Yeah, um, but I but they rarely sort of acknowledge yeah. that time it really passes time really passes <laughs> yeah. like in that way and I was like really interesting because but of course that also made it really confusing because then I was like but they kind of backtrack that with when Pierce Brosnan comes in because he's yeah. much younger again but then that technically is still considered the same continuity at that point yeah right so so they they kind of acknowledged the passage of time but then they kind of lapsed into their nebulous comic book time again yeah, yeah. immediately after more was finished which is probably for the best i'm not saying they shouldn't have done that i just think it's interesting because not having seen this film before i never knew that they ever acknowledged it in at the first all. place yeah so knowing that they did at one point with this film it, yeah. it, i find that very interesting mm-hmm. it almost makes me feel like after um the more stuff they almost intended it to be a reboot the way that they did with daniel craig yeah but they just kind they, of they couldn't they, they held on they, they, they didn't feel quite ready to completely cut ties mm-hmm. right but at the same time i mean the thing is is it's easy enough because of again how I guess, so bond i guess the brosnan does, stuff is kind of like a soft reboot, as bond has very like loose, con- loose to no continuity anyway yeah. it's very easy i mean Anytime the actor changes mm-hmm. to just be like, like this is just a a new chapter yeah. with somebody else wearing the mantle of Bond. Yeah. Like, but it's interesting it's, because they've always before this, um, they'd always had like the what little continuity there is. Mm. They've always had it continuing on. Yeah. Despite how much they change, like Cl- like, like yeah, even clear even, changes, even but... even like with on Her Majesty's Secret Service because. That's where where he meets Tracy and they fall in love and yep. they get married and blah, blah blah and then Tracy's killed immediately after. Then the film ends. Yeah. The next film, they've changed actors again because of course George Lazenby only did, did the, one. the one. Yeah. So Connery came back for the next one for Diamonds of Forever. But the next one opens with him like on the warpath to get revenge for Tracy's death. Yeah. yeah. So it's a direct continuity yeah. link, but you've changed the actor again yeah. Yeah. to the actor that it was before you changed it the last yeah, time yeah. <laughs> i mean it's very you you kind of just have to roll with it yeah, because yeah. that's the nature it's of the, the nature bond of films. The bond films yeah yeah and but i thought this case was interesting like, because you, you almost the continuity is not held by james bond himself it's the supporting cast yeah well because of that is what bridges all those <laughs> and the fact for yeah. all of those movies that yeah. m was always burnedly yeah. and which is, is money penny, how you money penny was always low how you you know like it, what really shows the Daniel uh, the Daniel Craig stuff is the reboot, yeah. Because they completely yeah they wiped all that. They wiped all that. Like yeah, we, we didn't we didn't like none of those. And no, to be fair, I'm sure under certain different circumstances, if certain actors hadn't died or and such, there might have been <laughs> like they might have kept Q. 
I don't think so because they um, no, they no, went out of their way. I don't think they would have obviously because uh, by that point that actor was way well actually was dead. Right. Uh, but he would have been even if he had still been alive, he'd been way too old to have done. But my life. point with that is that they had the opportunity to do so because they had yeah. bumped up. Oh, that's John right. Cleese's character right, yeah. from being Q's assistant to basically Q. taking over his Q. Yeah. And they could have gone with him, yeah. but they didn't, didn't. No. because they were doing that complete yeah. clean break. Yeah. Uh, anyway, back to the movie. Yeah. Um, but no, that, that, that but there's like the follow up to that yeah. where like he's in the helicopter yeah, yeah. and then it gets to, uh, a Blofeld takes control yeah. of it. Okay. B- so Blofeld, quote unquote, exactly. I mean, well, clearly not actually Blofeld. No, but but you don't know funny, that at the time. What's funny about it is that it clearly comes across as being Blofeld. Yeah. But he's got the cat. They don't. <laughs> they, they don't at, at any point confirm that. They never say it, no. and he's not credited as yeah. such. The reason being that apparently um, the Blofeld stuff was thought to possibly be part of all the legal shenanigans with oh, right. Kevin McClory dealing with Thunderball and blah, blah, blah. Right. The whole right. thing yeah. of what led to the, you, know, you never, never say never again. Yeah. Um, so um, he claimed that um, that Blofeld, that he owned Blofeld because that was part of the rights with Thunderball because that's when Blofeld yeah. was first introduced and yeah. Spectre and all that. Yeah. Um, Eon Productions disagreed but they were just like, well, it's safer just to not use them. Mm-hmm. So apparently they did this thing of just kind of getting rid of him in the most throwaway manner possible. Like, uh, like almost uh, – in a way it's, it's interesting because it is it is it is this kind of this, like no. – that scene is just like, what? okay, But that it scene... actually set up a, um, a kind of a feeling for the whole rest of the film – it's pretty ridiculous. It is. I mean, it's absolutely like, nonsense. Like, but it felt like this is as close as Bond films ever got to literally just being Austin like, Powers. Yeah, yeah. That's actually what. Because I was of course, yeah. Doctor Evil is based Basically, kind of on that Blof- the that version of yeah. Blofeld, yeah, or, or inspired by. And like literally, this was so silly yeah. that I was almost like. This is basically just Austin Powers. Like, yeah, yeah. like was, you could put this scene in an Austin Powers movie, maybe amp it up just a little, and it, it would fit right in. It was like, interesting because, like, it was ridiculous. of all the things for me not to remember about this film. I'm surprised this is what I forgot. Like, I completely forgot the opening. It was ridiculous, and and I was like, and they could have gone so many different ways with that. Like, you yeah. could have jumped off the helicopter, like whatever. And then, but no, that entire scene only exists so they could just dispatch a both. That scene could have existed at the front of any Bond film right. that Roger Moore was so in. It wouldn't have mattered. They decided like, to do that because basically kind of it was like their way of saying, like, well, okay, you're saying that we're, we can't use Lofeld. Well, fine, fine. We will, we'll get rid of him. We'll find, we'll not only get rid of him, but we're going to get rid of him in such like a dismissive way, dismissive way to, as to say, I mean, as to say, we don't need him. Yeah. It's yeah. like you, you're saying you own him. Okay. Well, we don't even need him. Yeah. yeah. You know, and they never again. <laughs> he just dumps him down the side. And they never again used Blofeld, referenced yeah. Blofeld, or yeah. even used a reference Spectre um, after this until Daniel Craig Spectre, stuff. until yeah. the, the newest movie yeah. that brought back the yeah. Spectre concept uh, in some, a different way. But mm. but yeah, like that was it. Yeah. That was closing the chapter on that because they were just like, it's not worth the, ha- the yeah. hassle. And we yeah. there's other things we can do with oh, Bond. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're not dependent on using that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that scene was ridiculous. That was. Um, it was I laughed. <laughs> I was, laughed. I mean, I didn't really laugh. I was mildly amused at just the ridiculousness of it because you know I've heard how this film 
they, you know, was a little more serious, uh, going back to a little bit more of a grittier feel, which no, no, without like no gadgets really. And, you know, things like that. And I was like, okay, cool. But then then they open with that. Yeah. But also like clearly through like the events of this film, this film, like the lack of gadgets didn't make this film any less. Like this film wasn't that serious. It wasn't that serious. <laughs> it was still there was a lot of non ridiculous but, nonsense. But by <laughs> the standards of what yeah. it had gotten to, remember yeah. this was yeah. the follow up to Moonraker. Yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah. And and I think it was it was uh what was the the goofy stuff in this film yeah. was not that much. It really. was a it different was a little bit here and there. It was a different kind of goofy. Well, it was early eighties goofiness. Yeah, and that was it. it, <laughs> it had was nothing most, to do with it, most Bond, of the goofiness really. was seemed to be definitely in the realm of either. Uh, playing off of like Bond stereotype yeah. stuff, which was it, which in case of the film itself wasn't so much goofy as it was more of a wink to the audience. So, what do you think of the title sequence? I, I like the song, yeah, uh, but it, I felt it was a, like the actual like visually, it was just a bit bland. It I was really, just I really liked it. You really liked it? I, um, I it, was, it was just I really I was liked... like I was like, well, I mean, it's been a while since we've had a good Bond song. Like I really liked I, I the, was a great um, Bond song, but I wasn't. Yeah, I really I liked away the lighting that. and like the way like the I mean like the the silhouettes and stuff is a standard yeah, yeah. is a standard thing, but like the way it was done was really good. Mm. Um, like the look of well, it, yeah, the yeah, lighting, yeah, the, uh, the right. sort of water theme, I thought was really yeah. really well done. Um, I think it was <laughs> it was actually because I was watching, I was like, what's with all the water and the bubbles? Because I completely forgot yeah. the context of the film. So, I thought it was yeah. interesting. Well, they hadn't at the end of the movie. They hadn't introduced the water yeah, theme yeah, yeah. until. Yeah. That's the weird thing is the water theme is introduced in the title sequence, but you don't find that out till it's not well until and, after the title sequence that the movie itself well, gets but, into water stuff. Yeah. Because the opening again is is, is the nothing pre, to do with the, the pre-titles nothing has no film. water stuff. Yeah. Um, I did think it was interesting the way how they sh- actually show Sheena Easton singing the, mm, yes. the the theme song, which they had never done before or since. Oh, really? That was That's that the was only time, time it's thing, ever man. been done. Huh. And I will say, the only kind of negative thing I could say about it is it does feel a little bit music video-y. Yeah. But I I thought it worked. I liked it. Because, uh, I mean, the reason they did it is because they realized that Sheena Easton just had like a really good kind of look for... You know, I mean, she could have been in a Bond film. She could have been yeah. like a Bond girl. You know, like yeah. she just had like a really good look. So it was. Um, that's why they decided to do it. But it does feel a little music video-y. But I mean, this is 1981. This is that. This is exactly that time. You know, this is like the birth of MTV and all that. So, you know. Um, but uh, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. There's you know. So there's the ship with the ATAC. Automatic oh, targeting yeah. attack communicator. <laughs> I mean, that, that was all the whole plot setup. Yeah, where, so that yeah. gets that gets sunk. Yeah, uh, it's it's the thing for communicating with all the British mil, uh, nuclear submarines. submarines yeah. yeah. Um, so the KGB are trying to recover it, and of course the British want to recover it as well. Yeah. Um, well, no, well, the KGB are trying to recover it. The KGB. Oh, okay. Oh, well, the KGB well, they want to get it. it. They want to get it. Going to recover it. Yeah. Yeah, they want to get it. Yeah. Um, well, because of where it is. Like yeah. nobody can they can't direct- directly. Yeah, go to it. not even the British. Like because it's supposed to be a secret. Nobody can that's like directly wants it can go after it. Yeah. So it's all. And, I mean, and that is I you know the what drives the whole film is all these third parties working against or with each other. Yeah. Um. So the Havelock family. Yeah. Is introduced, uh, including Briefly. the daughter Melina, <laughs> played by Carol Bouquet, yeah. who's like our main Bond girl for the mm-hmm. movie. Um. Her her parents are immediately killed by a KGB operative. Yeah. 
Uh, or ultimately, yeah, a helicopter not, not a direct a helicopter with a mini as we, as we find out, not a direct KGB operative, yeah. but ultimately that's yeah. who it comes down. Uh, orders come down from. Uh, a helicopter with the, with the mini gun on the front of it that she was on, not five minutes before. Somehow didn't notice the Jenny gun strapped to the bottom of that helicopter. Was it the same? Yeah, because it was it was the it was the same pilot. It was the pilot. He was the assassin because mm. he flew her in, dropped her off, circled back around, and then opened up on okay. the opened up. Well, I guess it was a case of so this way he knew she would be was there because he was it supposed the, to kill them all. I assume wasn't the gun like initially was it wasn't it like concealed or something? Oh, like, was it was it did it, it was, like pop down? Yeah, I think it like, yeah, like, a, think it, like was it like down. a gadget gun? Oh, I'm sure, well, it, like, that makes sense. down. That makes sense. Like, that'd be very bond. Yeah, I'm sure. Because well, he was like, I'm sure, I remember a shot. Oh, wait, like dropping down, drop down. Because yeah, it wouldn't make sense. Because like everybody would have just seen, seen it. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I remember that. a shot of it uh, dropping. And down. then you know, and then he, yeah, he drops her off, and he's gonna wipe out uh, the family. But like, he does one. Like, he's supposed to be renowned assassin. Yeah, he does one pass of the ship with the minigun, no confirmation. Like. He was supposed to kill all of them, and then clearly... Uh, well, they never said that. I assume that... The, oh, I guess maybe he was supposed to just be targeting the yeah, uh, her be, father. because he's the one who actually... <laughs> knew had, all the information. Knew all the yeah. stuff about actually getting it, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I got the impression from the way it was staged that there was no attempt. I mean, because, first of all, if it was the same guy dropping her off, why wouldn't he just have taken her out beforehand? I guess know? that's true. Like, yeah, it yeah, may, yeah. That, yeah. I don't think that the... The do- that yeah. that that Molina was ever uh, yeah no really it was clear, yeah it was clear I think it was the, the typical that they just assumed that like oh well you know she's just the the daughter yeah, she's, yeah. what can she do she's yeah. not gonna be able to do anything right um, um what well, I thought the, was the, weird the, 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 just pre to that though yeah. when they first introduced her her, her dad there uh, it it was just me or and possibly this is just me remembering from yeah. the first time I saw this film like. Didn't even get a little too obvious that that parrot was going to play a key point in the film. <laughs> yeah, but I think <laughs> any time... Like, we're like, this parrot, don't forget about this parrot. Right, which is like, like two hours later. Two hours later, it pays but, off. But, um, I think <laughs> Bet that, you forgot about that parrot. <laughs> but I think that that's basically... The, no, because they set it up again. They keep They reset it up yeah. later. Because well, when John yeah. Juan goes to that. But um, I think with things like that... I called him James. Anytime... I don't know him well enough to call any him. Any time that you see, like, a parrot, like, a talking parrot, like, in a movie or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that that's going to have some <laughs> yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. bearing. Yeah. Um, what I thought was weird is just the, the choice of how the story was arranged, that the scene with the Havelocks being introduced yeah. and killed comes before the actual exposition about like what, their, what their place in the story was. Which, so I when like that scene though. came I like on, that. I was like, I have no idea who these people are except for the fact that that's that obviously yeah. the main like female character yeah, because yeah, yeah. you could tell just by looking at her like they wouldn't just cast somebody like that yeah. for no reason. Also, she didn't die in that scene. And also, <laughs> she didn't die in the <laughs> yeah. scene. Um, yeah. But other than that, I was like, there's no explanation of what's going on here. Yeah. And then immediately the scene after is Bond being briefed and, and that explains all yeah. the exposition about it. And I was like, why didn't that scene come first? Uh, but it was a, clearly was, a choice. I think it was better the to way kind they of did it. give yeah. this a little more suspense, suspense. to the audience yeah. of like what's going on here, yeah. which I thought was an interesting choice, but mm-hmm. not the usual kind of paint by numbers choice that yeah. you get sometimes with these films. Mm-hmm. Um, so of course he's assigned to find it. Uh, blah blah blah. Um, Off to Greasy goes. Uh, oh. Um, he still has the Lotus. Oh yes, which is great. Yeah, love Not that. Long, love that. Um, <laughs> I again because I haven't seen um, or I haven't or at least not 
seen recent enough to have any memory of it uh moonraker i don't know if he has it in that uh, yeah, but i would I assume so because he gets it in in spy love me so he probably has it so, for moonraker yeah but uh yeah that was cool um so he goes to oh so we find out uh gonzalez he's like a cuban assassin yeah that was the guy who was the guy the yeah, with yeah, the yeah. helicopter yeah so he goes to gonzalez's villa uh gets captured and then immediately upon getting captured uh gonzalez is killed yeah by yeah. unknown persons at this point um so in the confusion bond escapes meets with Molina, meets Molina, who turns out to be the one who killed Gonzalez, mm-hmm. because, of course, he was the direct murderer yeah. of her family, uh, with a crossbow. Oh, yeah. Which is, like, okay, sure. Yeah. I mean, something different. That, that, it's not that a gun. Good, or, that was a know. good, like, he goes to jump into yeah, the pool. Yeah. And then just belly flops. Everybody thinks he's making it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is totally... The, that, that whole, like, MTV... Like, speaking of MTV, TV, that yeah, whole yeah. MTV opening yeah. of, with his villa, with, like, just, like, it was like, like <laughs> dozens of girls in bikinis yeah, yeah. and just, like... Like it was just like, and the and the music, the very early '80s music playing, yeah. and it was just like, yep, okay, we're hearing Hector Gonzalez's it's, it's, crib. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly how it felt. It was like it was like you know the Playboy Mansion or something. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, yep, it's 1981. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, oh yeah. Um, so the um, the the henchman who uh, gets blown up by the Lotus. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because uh, he tries to break into the Lotus. The, the only gadget we really see in the and whole And it's obviously booby trap, so he tries to break yeah. in and it blows him up. Yeah, yeah. That guy is actually uh, the stunt... Played by the stuntman, Bob Simmons, who actually, in the early days of the Bond films, he used to be... Uh, for the gun barrel sequence, he was Bond. Oh, he, oh, really? Because originally, before they kind of knew exactly how Bond was going to be and stuff like that, yeah. they just filmed the original gun barrel sequence with like a stunt guy, oh. and that remained for like the first few movies until they finally started shooting but new, actually new, showing Bond new, in new versions of it with the real Bond. So that's that. I guess same guy. Yeah, of course, he's, I, I've probably never seen those. Those versions, uh, because I by the time I would have watched any of those, they I probably would have redone I the beginning think, song. Well, we did, um, we did from Russia with Love. I'm sure it was him. In it that. was him. They hadn't redone because it was it. in the first few that. But, no, they but, never changed. Oh, it, they no. never changed it. Oh, they, they only like, they changed it going forward. But oh, they, they never. Oh, I thought they, never, they retroactive. No, they never. Oh, okay. the, the main reason you don't notice it is because in the early early ones, it's so dark. Bond is wearing a hat in oh. the Gunbarrel sequence, and then later on they had him not wearing a hat, and so it made it a lot easier to see the face. But yeah. Um, I just thought that was a little funny bit of trivia. Um, and then, of course, we get the... Because the Lotus getting blown up, we get uh, the, 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 the huge, chase the huge uh, car chase in Molina's uh, Citroen's 2 CD. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was great. I loved it. Yeah, it was yeah, that was a good, of, That was a real... It was uh, tons of fun. This movie has a lot of chase scenes in it. Okay. There's like four? Some better than others, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. this one was great. Yeah. No, that was really good. Um, I'm afraid we're being out horsepower. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they flip it over and all the villagers help them get it back going yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. The, the bus. They, they the, push the streets it. that are all way too narrow. They just for, like, push it back onto car. its wheels and they just, yeah, yeah get going they again. Or they get a push. Yeah. And, but yeah, um... Yeah. Once again, a bunch of some re- a bunch of cars that, especially that Citroen, yeah. doing a lot of stunts that no no actual Citroen would have actually. But, survived. but it's cool because they show it like getting just <laughs> oh, it's just beat to destroyed. hell. But it just keeps going. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm honestly love... surprised they didn't go for the whole like just like duck. They have to duck down. It yeah. chops the top. Well, off they did scene. that with the bus. Oh, in, they did it with the bus in, in um, yeah, yeah. Man with the Gold Gun. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah. Um, 
the I do, but I really like the car chase. Um, I liked. Uh, there's a lot of the really little bits of humor and stuff during that. Yeah. Um, which is the kind of stuff that I like when they do that kind of humor. Like I don't like the really silly stuff, like like in the opening scene. Yeah. yeah. There's a couple other places I'll mention, but like those little bits of humor that just kind of keep things fun yeah. and light I like that mm-hmm. you know this, the part where there's like the one car bad guy car pulls up next to them and, and Bond just kind of looks the, over and he does the kind of like and it's like this is what we're doing <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. and uh, some of the camera shots were really good in that chase scene um, but the music was, yeah. I hated the music oh, I hated the music I, in this I can't movie even bring it to memory now but... the music in this movie period I oh, hated it oh really eh so, oh. so, it, so the, for the music for you like started and ended with the intro song and then that yeah, was the which end. is written by the same guy that composed the music for the film which and is just... Bill Conti who's known for like the he did like the Rocky music oh, okay. which is great in the Rocky films it fits so well but as Bond film music it does not get mostly that I... kind of waka waka like funky oh. like brassy like it was just no. 1981 yeah but <laughs> I mean no excuse I mean to be fair like, but it wasn't even that, good that int- I mean mo- I mostly just noticed it was, this This seemed um, and maybe because I, I like that intro song yeah uh, I really noticed like how much they use that song in yeah. the course oh, of the Yeah, oh, they do, yeah, which is cool because the Cause song normally, is good. Normally, I noticed when they use like the James Bond, like yeah. the, James, the, the yeah. James Bond theme, I'm like, oh, they're using the James Bond theme, and yeah. I feel like they replaced a lot of instances of yeah. the James Bond theme. Well, I with think that's Euro a conscious thing because of the fact that they had a different composer, right? Make that change, like, because yeah. you know, John yeah. Barry did so much, then now it's they have new, yeah. new somebody I, else. Yeah, I, I came very close to just having that stuck in my head um, after, the, after the end of the movie. And I also like how all of this happens, and the whole like, like, like Bond and Melina kind of meeting face to face, but just like kind of running into each other essentially yeah. as he's escaping. Uh, and then them escaping together, having the entire car chase, and it's not until the end of that yeah. that he just turns and he's like, "We haven't been properly introduced." Yeah. I'm Bond, yeah, James, James yeah. Bond. Yeah. Bam, bam, and that's the yeah, end. That's of the, the, yeah. scene. I was like, "Perfect!" Yeah. Like that is awesome. Uh, again, they went through all that again, without even much knowing like, who much each like other the first were. Two scenes being yeah, reversed. Yeah. Like the, the, I feel like there's a, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff. Kind you can actually probably go through. There's a lot of stuff in this movie where they show you something. Yeah. Or it sort and of happens then they in the explain almost. the thing yeah. like but I thought that that particular use of it was perfect yeah. because I love this idea that they're just they don't have time to like meet yeah they but they realize they're both kind of in the same boat mm-hmm. and they're both being chased so they may as well escape together yeah so I like how they just kind of go and then and then it's like oh now we have to actually like find out who each other are um, of course Bond being Bond he already had basically knew, knew who knew she, who was, she was because yeah, yeah. he knew about the Havelocks and he knew yeah. that they had a daughter and blah 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 so I mean mm-hmm. he, he was basically I mean Bond was ahead on that note yeah. just because obviously well, he had the information, he had the information. Um, so so then we have the meeting with his superiors again uh, which they're all mad because Gonzalez being dead when he was supposed to be brought in alive so they could get the information yeah um, and then Q, yeah, yeah, Q shows oh, up. It's always great to have Q because their banter, like the constant Q's constant, like, uh, uh, like how he just, yeah, like, it bothers him so much how little like they just, regard Bond has for like yeah. what they do yeah. at Q Branch and like what all, all of their stuff and everything like he just everything is just kind of just like yeah because for Bond it's such a like a practical matter it's just like yeah, yeah. It's, it's just like yeah okay whatever you know and you know I'll, I'll, I'll make you know whether it's a gadget thing or whatever 
you know, he'll make use of it when the time comes that he needs mm-hmm. it, but he doesn't really put much thought into like, like, oh wow, what an amazing thing, you know. Yeah. And so Q is always, just, it's just, oh man, I love it. Yeah. I love all that banter. Yeah, and of course they always do the 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 like, let's walk through the lab, yeah, and we yeah. to see what everybody's up to. And it's to. all just like ridiculous stuff this time because of course they knew that they weren't really doing any gadgets for the and so film. So they just showed the most nonsense. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> so they the just, cast with it, the arm. Yeah, it was just the all complete nonsense, and I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, you know? and then and then and then they show like it's the like moment, oh the re, the rebuilt logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like oh you want you want gadgets? Well, like here's your gadgets. You'll never see any of them again because <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're not doing gadgets we're not in this use movie. Any of this stuff, but you know well, they just made. Yes as silly as possible no, because this is what leads him to using the identigraph identigraph which is I mean more or less <coughs> a gadget yeah and also the biggest piece of nonsense in this yeah. movie <laughs> they, they go on about like 3D identigraph and then at no point is any three anything 3D shown nope and I really like how, like, he's giving them all the descriptions of the facial features, and he's changing the thing on this, like, super, I mean, 1981 screen. And then, like, they cut to um, the lady bringing in the coffee, and they've got their jackets off, and there's an empty cup of coffee there. Like, they've been at this for hours. Then Then it cuts back to the screen. And like two things have changed since yeah. the last time. The scene, I mean, the scene certainly goes on long enough. Oh, and and then like somehow from like some ultra basic line drawings, they print out a dot matrix printer prints yeah. out a perfect. Face but it's like of a, it's like guy. a photograph. I know. On like dot the matrix face, of the guy's face of the actual guy. Like, what the hell? Yeah. I mean, it, clearly that was them cashing in on that like early 80s sure. art computers sure need. but it and, didn't need to and, go on for so long to be fair like they did that in a lot of the 80s bond right yeah yeah and, and but and to, no, bond was not the only ones guilty absolutely uh, but it didn't need to go on so long. no it, it was really, way too long really and way too like involved yeah like, like they should have just was, been like somebody felt them somebody on that production team was really cl- like like happy, proud of proud that of idea yeah yeah and they, they pushed that to the limit but they should have just been like okay uh he had this 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 and this yeah, yeah. punch 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 Bloop, there it is yeah, yeah that's what the scene should have been yeah, yeah yeah like not whatever it was yeah. eight minutes or whatever well probably wasn't or, that long or it felt he, like he gave it. you a bunch of facial features and it just brought up a bunch of pictures and yeah. you just picked the one you know yeah. like you would actually do yeah no I, I was not impressed <laughs> it, was, it was it was a very much like a CSI enhance yeah. you know right. oh enhance the reflection in the button yeah. so the identigraph thing so what they're doing <laughs> is they're trying to find the identity of the guy who came to pay Gonzalez yeah, for yeah, the, the middleman the there the, the, the yes. fixer yeah, so they yeah. find out who it is is this guy Locke yeah this Belgian dude um so they go to Cortina Italy because that's mm-hmm. where he's supposed to be um Bond has his new red lotus which yeah is very nice yeah um he meets his Italian contact Luigi Ferrara mm-hmm or sorry, Ferrara, Ferrara. Luigi Ferrara, Luigi Ferrara. yeah. Because uh, of course, Bond introduces himself as Bond, James Bond. Yeah. Um, and they meet uh, Aris Christatos, mm-hmm. a businessman and intelligence informant. Did you recognize him, sir? Oh, uh, Julian Glover. Yeah. But did you recognize him while watching the movie? Oh yes, and that was the one thing I remembered was like, oh. He's a bad guy. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, when you oh. see somebody that you know, you're like, well, they're a bad guy. Well, also, bad guy beard. Yeah. So it was a bit of a game. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, Julian Glover, for yeah. people who aren't familiar with the name, uh, was uh, in. It's Julian Glover, right? Yeah. 
yeah. yeah. In uh, in um, Empire Strikes Back, he's General Veers, the mm-hmm. the guy commanding the the Adat Walkers. Yeah. Uh, he's um, no evil beard there. Yeah, he's uh, Grandmaster Pycelle in in Game of Thrones yeah. more recently. Um, what else? Oh, he was the villain in um, in uh, Indiana Jones: The Last Crusade. Yeah, uh, was, he it, was like, the, Walter or whatever. Yeah, the uh, yeah the, the head archaeologist villain there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he's yeah. Uh, a famous. Yeah, he's been around. He's yeah. a villain. <laughs> you see him, and you just know. <clears throat> And then we meet uh, BB. Yeah, that was the other thing I remember. The ice is skater, the, the ridiculous character of okay, BB. <laughs> I have a question about this, yeah. and and I'll address this a little bit yeah. long, later on. But maybe you can come uh, up with some answer. What was the point of this character? Um, other than putting a character that connected, uh, that 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 moved Bond to where he needed to be. Because him going to meet her, like plot wise, he didn't know it, but plot wise, because he took her to that the thing, and then that's where they made the attempt on his life, right? And but that's that, like, just to lead to an action scene, but yeah, like, like that has that's nothing I mean, like, to do with the character, and possibly because like she tries to tempt him, okay, and then like he rejects her to possibly show like the, he's like, look, I'm like. I'm not womanizer bond anymore. Right. I'm... So, at, so yeah. Okay. So the scene, there, but, but like, no, she was really, so there just is, just like, there is that scene there. where he goes back to his hotel and she's there yeah. and tries to seduce him, yeah. which we've seen that type of scene many oh, times yeah. in bond films yeah. before. Yeah. And usually, usually works. He just goes for it. Yeah. Except that he's like older than her. Dad. Yeah. For one <laughs> thing, since he's actually playing his age at this yeah, point. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. Cause she's Although, really young as has been brought up. Uh, the actress who plays uh, the, the actual uh, uh, on, oh Carol Bouquet Carol Bouquet is only a year older than the actress who played for sure but so. they're played they're <laughs> yeah, played a they're little differently see initially I, I because again I only remember bits and pieces of it I thought oh um, her trainer seemed to be somebody in, they way yeah. introduced her I thought oh that's uh, be, I would, like I won't even get into that because again that I thought, character I was, was completely well, that was thing, pointless and I thought I was like oh BB pointless character yeah. but maybe her trainer that is somebody that is going to do has nothing, nothing to, to do, do with anything, anything. Yeah. and I thought it was going to be a thing like she was going to be like one of those Hostage. like she's in on it oh. and she's like one of those like sub henchmen yeah, yeah, girls yeah. Nope. Who, nope. Get, who is being deliberately sent to seduce Bond in order to somehow like no. maybe get information from him or or take him out, yeah. which we've seen that type of thing before in Bond films. Yeah. So I thought it was gonna be something like that. No, nope, literally, no, it's nothing no. to do with anything. Never, never, like never actually ties in in any way to the story. You know that her character in there, late seventies, early eighties movie. It just that's exists. why her character it, was, is. It, it seems so... to exist just to yeah. have another sort of Bond girl, girl. Yeah. in the yeah. movie. Yeah, but. It was completely yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't get it at no, all. Absolutely, um, yeah. It was so. It was weird. really. It was really good. Um, but this is where um, Bond finds out um, from Cristados about um, Colombo, yeah, Milos Colombo, mm-hmm. who was uh, Locke's former Topol! smuggling smuggling partner. Um, but yeah, played by the actor Topol. Um, yeah, yeah. Ch- Golden Topol. Globe, Golden Globe, not uh, winner and. Academy Award nominee for yeah. Best Actor for Fiddler on the Roof. Fiddler on the Roof, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, uh, I've seen him in a number of things. He's, he's a pretty, That's some, like, pretty um, big uh, big yeah. guns to get mm-hmm. out for a, for yeah. a Bond film, especially for someone who's not sort of the yeah. main, yeah. you know. Um, 
Yeah, because he turns him on to Paul, who's the supposedly the the, yeah, the guy with all the Columbo. connections and the yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. We, oh, okay. So you, you mentioned it before. So the the whole skiing ski slope scene. Yeah. Um, that I'm not really gonna go too heavily into that because it basically it's just them trying to like take out Bond. Yeah. And it goes on forever yeah, again. That's one of those one, scenes. That just, it's one chase and stunt. Oh my, at least I couldn't. Now, do I was like, no. To be fair, like the skiing stuff and the stunt stuff, like it was all good stuff. But, well, it was well done. But it could have easily been either shortened or split apart yeah. in such a way that it wasn't a one-run-on... Yeah. It was just, basically, it seemed like an excuse to just have, like, an endless number of gags yeah. about every possible winter sport. Yeah. Because, like, they just keep encountering different yeah. winter sports as they go through. It, the, it, Complete with, like, silly sound effects dubbed over the oh, soundtrack. Oh, it, like, okay... You, you get all those like if there is one place this movie has a lot of sound effects that make no sense on it there's yeah. a lot of like like the silly sound effects it's also got like like um uh where was it there's the scene where the helicopter goes down yeah. and it makes it sound like a plane going down oh yeah yeah cause it it's later, the one cause later a plane yeah. goes down and makes exact I was like Helicopters don't make a plane. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. A helicopter. it's when it's going. Yeah. It's when it's there the was, beginning part. Yeah. There was a number. Yeah. There's a number of explosions that are uh, where the sound like yeah. clearly is like not the explosion. That's yeah. like there well, was a lot of the actual explosions in this movie are quite good. Oh yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, the, the sound the, effects the, and the stuff. visually were impressive. But yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, there's I, another scene we'll, we'll get to later. That has, like a, this, a bunch. Of, this is pretty long. I mean, it's over two hours. Um, which I mean, for a Bond film, but is it, not, it didn't need. Which this, is not crazy long for a Bond film, but usually this that's because this chase has got to go on for ten minutes. Yeah, I mean, Easy. I mean, this movie is not long for a Bond film, but it's usually Bond films are long because there's so much story. Yeah, and they take you through so many twists and turns and stuff. Mm. Right, a lot of Bond films you don't find out who the who the the real like full villain is until yeah. like halfway through. It's kind of what happens here, but not quite. Yeah. But like. This just seemed like oh, there's a lot of fat on yeah. it. It just seemed long for the sake I, of long. Longness. I I definitely you know? had a. There was definitely a few times in the movie where I was like, "Let's yeah. move on," you know. Yeah. yeah. Um. Way too many actually, unnecessary. Uh, uh, unfortunately, during that stunt scene, uh, it's actually um, only time ever happened in a Bond film. Uh, when they were doing the part where they're skiing down the luge. Yeah. Uh, the one of the stuntmen died. Yeah, it's yeah. The only the only uh stuntman death ever in a Bond film. Um, but. Uh, yeah, that's uh, unfortunate. But I mean, it, it, all this and then the so worst ridiculous. The stunts. worst part about this is they have all of that whole sequence. Mm-hmm. Then the end of it, Bond goes to talk to BB again because he's like, "What happened? You yeah, took yeah. me out there, and then everyone tried to kill me." Yeah, yeah. And she's just like, "I don't know." And then they leave, or like she leaves. She and her trainer leave, and then he gets attacked again by like the hockey guys. Which again, mercifully, that was the part I I did remember. Mercifully, that, that was short, but I mean, yeah. but that was literally again, just stacking seconds. on top yeah. of everything they just done, and it brought nothing new to it. Didn't give us any new yeah. information. Even going back to talk to Bibi gave us no new information. Didn't do well, anything again, for the story. There was no the, just filled time. I was like, he had to go, he had to go back and talk to Bibi because they had already set that up. But following up, like as soon as those hockey guys started to come on to the. The, oh, the, the, uh, the, the feet, like the, the, the rink there, it was so obvious, like, 
Yeah. Well, these guys are, are it like... It was guns. really bad. And then, like, the, the, the accumulation of that scene is as he knocks the guys into the... Yeah. The, the, the goal, like, the goal counter goes yeah. off. And it's just like, that was a carry-on net. Yeah. Like, that, that, that wouldn't have... Like, they, they, it's, it's not hooked it up. Really, it was really bad. It was a case of, like, look, again, like, what was attempting to be a little more of a serious yeah. bond had a... Like you say, oh, probably more easily than... ten minutes could have been taken out uh, yeah. of that whole thing. Yeah, easily. Um, well, the ho- I mean, like, well, that chase could have been shortened. That yeah. hockey scene didn't need been, to be there exist. at all. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's not like they were that lacking for action that they had to exactly. put in a exactly. fight scene that wasn't even good well, because, anyway. Because this accumulates in not culminates culminates <laughs> uh what was it? it's accumulation of chase true. scenes that's that true culminate that is in, true that's in, a good point uh i've been revised what i said to make it make sense uh that actually does make sense. he's on the thing and he meets the uh, only important thing in he meets he meets uh uh melina again right at, at but the, that was before right uh, no 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 at the town square there yeah yeah was that oh that's before this yeah, that's yeah. right that's before this yeah, yeah. all and, of this stuff has been in a row right. which is yeah, what yeah, makes yeah, it yeah, so yeah. terrible yeah but the, the lilies but they send them to the funeral yeah uh, so yeah. the only important thing out of all of this is that Bond finds Ferreira killed in his car yeah his, his contact oh yeah because Luigi we, Luigi leaves Luigi in the car and tells him yeah. not to touch any of the switches yeah which gives you the false hope that they're gonna do something cool with the car and he comes back do. Luigi's dead yeah and he's clutching the, the white dove the, the white dove pin thing which was which supposedly was like Columbo, Columbo and, like the dove yeah 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 it was and, like a sick joke you so know. that tells him okay well we gotta we gotta go after Columbo now yeah that's literally the only important part of all, all of that, this. Yeah. Twenty, at least twenty plus minutes. Like, all of yeah. that. It was, I mean, you're gonna have uh, to have the chase scene in like, there. Some but... of that chase stuff, like uh, the ski stuff, was decent. Yeah. Um, in just in terms of the fact that yes, we did need an action scene in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, not, I mean, it, it bo- but not as long. The, the bond getting away, yeah. and then but not as long as it was, there. and not with all that other extraneous. <laughs> the, end, the, the chase scene culminates with a guy throwing parts of his busted motorbike in chase. Oh yeah. <laughs> He throws the gun. The bro- well, it's, the bio- it's the bio. It's the it's the bi- biathlon biathlete guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because he, he's actually a, a, a he's, he's KGB. KGB, yeah. But yeah. like, and he, he goes to shoot him. The gun is bent, so he yeah, throws he the gun. throws the gun and then he at throws him. his tire. And then he picks up the yeah, the and he picks up the, the motorcycle tire. and he throws the entire motorcycle at him. <laughs> and none of which ever actually reaches him. It just kind of falls in the snow in front of him. Temper tantrum kind of. It's stupid. I was just like, you've got to be kidding. Yeah. I'm not seeing this. <laughs> I refuse to believe this is what's happening yeah. in front of my I mean, eyes. All you're wishing now is, can we go back to the scene with Blowfield at the beginning? Yeah. No, no. It's still not as bad as that. Uh, so he goes to Corfu, Greece, the, yeah. the island, Greek island of Corfu, yeah. uh, to find Colombo. Mm-hmm. Um, somehow meets Melina again randomly. Yeah. Which. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which seems kind of weird the way that they keep managing that to meet randomly thing- but I actually kind of like it because oh, I sort of like how she kind of weaves in and out of the I, story I, I and isn't absolutely. just with him all the time I do I did like it but my my problem with it is he was able to track where he needed yep. to go via like yep. very specific information he was getting from very specific people yeah she was able to get there, and we have no idea why. Well, which was there is some implication wish- of something going on because. When they met back in um, in Cortina, yeah. When they made up, met up there. He's he asks her like, "Why are you here? What like, wh- how did you get here?" And she says that 
she was brought there by a uh, a telegram, ostensibly from him, mm-hmm. telling her to come. Yeah. But he says, I didn't ever say any telegram telling you to come. Oh, I right, don't want you to yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. So somebody deliberately got her there. there yeah, so yeah. somebody is manipulating behind the scenes. They, they never follow up with They that, never follow up. That's actually what But I'm there is yeah. an implication that she's getting yeah. information from yeah. someone yeah. for some and, purpose. And again, I think part of it is, and this actually comes to fruition right at, towards the end, where the, the bad guys in this do a little bit of a... They do far too much of it in this film because it kind of starts almost very beginning in it, and it doesn't apply just to Bond; it also applies to Contessa, uh, no, not Contessa, uh, uh, Melina. Yeah. Um, of, um, I'm going to kill you, Mister Bond, but first, and there's way too many of the but first stuff. Like, I accept that that is going to be in a Bond film, yeah. But like, I, mean, I didn't no, find that there was a lot of. There's no reason, like, they could get a message to Contessa. Melina, Melina, and like get her to be where they want her to be, but when all they really wanted to do was kill her, like they, they could have just killed her anywhere. Like, yeah, it, I mean, it, but but without knowing why it was elaborate, yeah. cis- but without knowing where the information was coming from and why, yeah. it's really hard to speculate yeah. on yeah. the reasons behind and, that. Um, oh, and I think this is maybe something that either maybe got cut out of the film. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Be, uh, we or two or and a half maybe hours. they just kind of forgot to follow up on. Yeah. I think it was uh, maybe Columbo was trying to get the two of them because maybe because yeah. when they come to meet him, he seemed very fully aware of everything that was going. Oh yeah, on. he was but like again, a, he was the most ahead of anybody. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. So in uh, in Corfu, he meets with Cristados oh, yeah, at the casino restaurant. So, Good gambling um, scene. Gotta have that gambling. Gotta yeah. have that gambling scene. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. It was short, but good. Yeah, <laughs> one of the few things that's short but sweet because most most of the scenes are way too drawn out in this. Um, to he wants to find out obviously yeah. how to meet Columbo. Uh, he's there with his mistress, the Countess von Schlaff, Lissel yeah. von Schlaff, Schlaff. Yeah. Cassandra um, Harris, and uh, he's. Uh, Pierce Brosnan's wife at the time. He was. She was. Yeah. Yes. Introduced uh, uh, broccoli to Pierce Brosnan. The time, yeah, because they wanted unknowingly later. Yeah. yeah, well, they wanted him to be yeah. to to be the new Bond, but, was, but he wasn't able to because of the television show. Yeah, and well, we, we explained all that yeah, in, the, the, in the last podcast yeah, about yeah. about Bond, but yeah, and so he didn't actually yeah. end up being able to be Bond until the '90s when they did the the the, uh, the when they came back from the hiatus. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, we find out uh, Columbus having Bond and Cristado's conversation recorded. Um, Bond gives the Countess a ride. That was a really interesting scene get because at that point you still didn't know where Columbo. You still didn't know what the thing about Columbo. So yeah. when you he's got the recorder. I hate saying Columbo because makes me think I of know, Columbo, like Peter Falk Columbo. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, and so you're like, oh no, he he's he knows what they're up to. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I had sort yeah. of remembered in my head already, but I, it was very much like, oh, he does I, know what they're up, up to. to. But it was like, but oh, he's, it's, it's okay. It's, he's, 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 a, yeah. he's a good guy. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, where you know, so yeah. Um, yeah, the Countess Cassandra Harris, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. um, they they him her and Bond spend the night. Mm-hmm. Um, the very uh, one of the more explicit Bond sort of love scenes because you, you, there's you there's nipple like is that it? is rare. It's quick, but like it's pretty obvious. I was like, wow. I don't even remember that. Well, I've got a pretty... I've got, like, the remastered DVDs. Oh, maybe, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was just like... 
I mean, vaudevilles are usually like, especially the, the like, Weird. especially before the modern ones. They're usually very, very. I just watched this last very night. PG. I don't remember. They're yeah. usually very PG, and I was like, I mean, and this one is PG technically, but I was like, ooh, that's taking it further than they usually take it. Because usually it's like they kiss a bit, they kind of lean back under the bed and then like fade to black oh, uh, yeah. right and this one actually showing something i was like that is rare um not the original cut of the film <laughs> yeah um but in the morning yeah. uh lock and his men show up in dune buggies and they like <laughs> again a massive i mean in very bond style overly elaborate scene yeah absolutely it's cr- like, like speak- they're on the hill. They could have just gone, blah, blah, gunned them down. But speaking of the whole, like, but speaking of like being, uh, uh, trying to make a bit return to like a more gritty kind of story and stuff like that, they just straight up mow down oh, the countess and, sh- and show her getting hit. Too. I was like, what? I was, I, that actually was one of the things that really irritated because in this because earlier, like- in the earlier era, like bon- Bond film violence was usually like like old westerns violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was blam, blam, uh, and flop and over. Anything really bad that happens to somebody, like is, is implied or really, off screen. It's off screen, and people yeah. like 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 no, uh, turning their head or straight something. up yeah. ram the freaking car yeah, yeah, right yeah, into yeah, her, yeah, yeah. and I was like. Damn, yeah. that is messed um, up. I that was actually the part that really bothered me because um, uh, I, it was interesting at the time because it was like, wait, if the Contessa is with uh, uh, the Countess is 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 Columbo's mistress. Yeah, but yes. you don't know that at the time. Yeah, we do. That's what oh, it's introduced. Yeah. No, sorry. That's right. Uh, yeah. We don't know that Clum was a good guy, good at, that, guy yeah. at that point. And you're like, why is he killing his the, his mistress? Yeah. And uh, because... Because... Yeah. Well, because you think... Uh, oh, because at that point, we're, we're supposed to think that Locke well, works... Well, you think... Uh, we're you supposed think, to think that Locke works for Columbo. You think... You think, I mean, Locke it works for Columbo when right. he actually works for yeah. Julianne's character. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, oh, too many characters. Uh, <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah, and, and so you're like, well, why did he kill the mistress? And 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 I was like, oh, it's like, and also like, I still felt like, like it was such a crap move, like because like usually like often there's like James Bond will will draw like some kind of like vendetta, uh, or or at least fuel it will like usually if the Bond girl get, gets killed mm-hmm. that allows him to fuel a little more like like. Like oh I'm really gonna get him now kind of thing, right. and I felt it was unnecessary in this film. He was fully dedicated to what he was doing already, and he Molina was dedicated to killing the person yeah. responsible. They didn't need to also motivate him by killing her. Like no, I, I it had... wasn't a motivation. I think it was just them being like like. But I mean, like story wise, I think it was just why, them being cold blooded. Why why include that in the story? Why? Well, just because it's it's. Because they were trying to go for that grittier yeah. feel. Because yeah. it's just cold blooded. Yeah, I guess that was it. I, I just felt it worked on me. I was like, damn. Yeah, well, yeah, it was. They really mean business now. Uh, and I guess it was a case of like that was so gritty. And then when you have characters like BB, right? You know, <laughs> but I'm saying, I'm yeah. saying, yeah. I, I, I'm not saying they 100 percent succeeded. I feel like maybe they went a little too far in both directions. I'm not saying they 100 percent succeeded in yeah. being yeah. serious and gritty. I'm just saying that's clearly what they were going for. Um, and, but once again, uh, which leads to sleeping with Bond is it bad, always a bad idea. Right? It's a huge target, on right? <laughs> but what's great is that it leads to Bond is then captured, captured. at gunpoint yeah. by a young Lord Tywin Lannister, yeah. aka Charles Dance, yeah. 
who is then immediately yeah. who is immediately like, killed. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, he's speared from behind. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Locke escapes, and then Bond is taken by like the frogmen that have come out of the water. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with their spear guns, who are the ones that killed Charles Dance's character? Yeah. Um, Klaus. Who have the? Um, oh, he actually has a name. Yeah. Great. Klaus. All right. Awesome. <laughs> that's further into it than I looked. Um, and they. I have, just happened to look. I just happened to look. No, yeah. that's cool. And they have the Columbo's Dove logo on yeah. their on their suits on their wetsuits. So he thinks so, he's being captured. So by yeah, you know, the bad guy. Well, I don't think he even sees it because I think they knock him well, out that's before right. they he do. even that's sees right. it. They, they just drag him away because it just goes to like an insert shot. Of a and close he, up and then he, the wait, he wakes up at gunpoint, and then he yeah. wakes up uh, on Columbo's boat, talks yeah. to him, and then this is where Columbo is just like, no, 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 Christados is the bad guy the whole time. Yeah, he's like, he's the one the lock works for, and yeah, like we we already mentioned was Topol. Yeah, um, so yeah, he's, he, got that, he's good that fun. Awesome the mustache, mustache yeah, no, yeah. he's yeah. he's great fun. Uh, so they they attack that, that whole scene, that whole scene with him and uh, Bond. Yeah. Uh, like the I trust you, you yeah trust it's me. classic it's and like they uh, do that like really it's well like from Russia with love the guy from in Turkey oh yes his yes. contact yeah. there they have that little kind of like buddy buddy yeah. kind of yeah. thing going in and like yeah. I trust you like pulls the gun on him and it's like then flips around you're gonna need this yeah and then Bond points it at him and then click but it's got no bullets in it of course Bond already knew that of course yeah. it's like so like we trust each other yeah but like let's not get ridiculous yeah yeah you know no it's great <laughs> yeah. it's great um, they attack um, uh, a warehouse in Albania that belongs yeah. to Christodos that's uh, part of the uh, turns out to be part of like an opium this is another thing. one of those scenes that like one goes on way too long yeah. two a lot of the action scenes they, they full don't... of like like goofy hijinks yeah. and wacky spe- se- yeah. sounds there, there is a lot counted no less than Five guys get run over by big wheels yeah. of, of whatever that is. Yeah. Like, well, with all the opium and stuff. The opium, like, yeah, raw opium. Yeah, raw. And it's just like, like the first guy, it's, it's part of the initial, like, stuff is exploding, and, the, yeah. and one of the wheels, the, the, yeah. big, the big spindle gets, and it, like, crushes again. Like, great. And then, like, they follow it up with, like, oh, we're going to roll over another guy. Yeah. And then they do, like, two guys back-to-back, quick succession. Yeah. Like, now, that is a very like, Bond-esque like, It thing. was, like, it was, again, it was much like the, the, the info, the info uh, thing. Yeah. Like, somebody, like, planned that stunt. It went off without a hitch the first time. We're like, we're going to use that a bunch more yeah. times. So, yeah, I think definitely <laughs> a lot of the action scenes in this movie, um, while often well done mm-hmm. definitely go on too long it's like they sort of make their point yeah. they kind of reach their highest tight and then they just kind of do more of that yeah. Yeah. and I'm like well once you kind of reach the climax of the action scene yeah. you're kind and, of done and also know? like this isn't the kind of action like in some movies that's fine in certain kinds of films like the continuous one-upping of the action in a but scene only if you can one-up it well that's the thing but this, you don't go to the top and, and then just stay and there I and do say, that like, over the and over scene and over doesn't even these, none of these action scenes because James Bond action is always a little more um it, they're not as they're not like really crazy action scenes they're, yeah, they're well more, I mean they're of the time they're right? of the like, time they, um, they would be crazy like, now I would say like they now, don't even which they are oh yeah well the more recent ones yeah. like, I would say they don't yeah, even they stay, plateau they, they, the they kind of actually even stop short of plateauing and then yeah, and then 
Um, and then yeah, because then uh, 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 but this his name the, the bad guy there again. Lock Lock blows up the mine. But this yeah, which which is just, a good little because it ties back, the mine. It ties back in with yeah. the beginning of the movie yeah. when it was a mine. It was like an old naval mine that they got caught in a net that yeah. blew up the the ship that was carrying the attack. Yeah, which was implied to be a, a accident. But yeah. now we see that maybe it wasn't, it wasn't. because yeah. clearly yeah. Cristados had these old mines. Yeah. Um, they also have the uh, the conspicuous shot and Bond's uh, uh, sort of um, expositioning of it that seems to have no purpose of the deep sea diving suit. Yeah. So you know that's going to come into play back, yeah. because yeah. it's like, wait, why did they just stop, like, look at it and then talk for a couple for a minute, not for a minute, but like for a couple seconds about what that suit was and then go on their way? It's like that seems rather like. Yeah on the nose um, but what this did lead to was a really cool thing where when Locke goes to escape from the battle mm-hmm. and Bond runs him down yeah. and then they have the whole thing on the edge of the cliff yeah where he's like pretty much like you know pleading for his oh, life oh, and then Bond just kicks the car off the side of the cliff yeah, yeah, yeah. when it's uh, on the edge of the cliff yeah. which well, is that awesome. was his revenge for the Contessa for sure yeah uh, but it's it's a really cool moment because it's really great when you get those real like when Bond gets to be super cold blooded yeah. and because it's a reminder that like oh yeah like he, that's how he actually is like mm. he's very like th- doing his job it's like he's very yeah. straight you know that whole license to kill kind of mm. like he doesn't like to kill but he will not hesitate to do so if he feels it's right for the moment um, but that was actually like a slightly contentious thing because uh that's not really how Roger Moore approached the character. No. He always liked to be a little bit more of a, I'm a lover, not a fighter, or kind of, yeah. you know, more suave kind of Bond, and, and more sort of like, like, yeah, he would fight, but usually mostly it was like in self-defense, and there wasn't a lot of, you know... Well, it was the, a little the, bit the, of a break the from the Sean stuff. Connery, I'm yeah. just going to shoot people. Yeah, the yeah. more cold-blooded, yeah. like, yeah. shoot first kind of stuff that, that, was, that Connery was known for. So he wasn't too sure about doing it, um... But they thought like it was really right for the moment and stuff like that, and then they, you know they went over. They apparently went over some other possibilities of how they could handle that that stuff, and eventually they decided that 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 way was the best way to go. And mm-hmm. so Moore did it. He was a bit reluctant, but he did it, and it plays great. I love it. I love that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, it's hilarious because he's he doesn't like doing that really ruthless stuff, but when he does it, he's really <clears throat> good at it because of course. He, you know, he's a good actor, and he commits to it, and he just does it, you know. So that was awesome. Um, <laughs> uh, it was fun. I, I made a little humor for myself out of that scene, though, because the car like yeah. takes that huge tumble off the cliff and lands upside down. And all I can think of is, maybe oh, he's yeah. okay. he might still be <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, Please, just waiting for the car to explode. Yeah. yeah, no, probably not now. Yeah, yeah no, probably not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. Bon and Melina meet underwater, mm-hmm. um, which was interesting because they they have a bunch of underwater stuff, and uh, most of their underwater stuff was actually done um, just like simulated. Like it was like dry for wet, as they call it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, most of it was not done in actual yeah. water. It was done with like uh, slow motion and mm-hmm. lighting and, and oh, there was wind a, and stuff. Oh, uh, there were actually uh, throughout this film, there was yeah. a lot of scenes that were um, uh, either stuff sped down sped up or things slowed yeah. down uh the one place I, I meant to bring this up earlier where it 
it, where I first noticed it and it prompted me to look it up later yeah. um, to see and I was like oh yeah no they use that uh, effects like that throughout the film was uh, during the, the that first chase scene where they're in the Citroen uh, uh, so much of the scenes with the Citroen were sped up to make the Citroen yeah. Looks like he was going faster than well, it was. Yeah. And there's one particular scene where like it's like an overhead shot like a helicopter shot of the Citroen. Yeah. Like like it was it's backwards and then it like spins around and then drives oh, forward. Yeah. And it's super cool. That was like, really sped up. Yeah. But I thought I that also to me like that was the only scene I noticed and yeah. I was and then I got curious. I was like I was That was definitely noticeable, did. but I felt like it worked in the context of the thing because I already was just kind of like, yeah, like keep the energy up, yeah, keep yeah. it moving, keep going, you know. Yeah. Like, there's so many of these scenes in this that that drags. But, so then, much but then all the, that, the the full underwater stuff. Yeah, yeah. So apparently, um, part of why that was done, um, obviously, in some cases, it's just just easier to do that because mm -hmm. shooting actors underwater can be quite difficult, you know. Um, or not difficult necessarily, well, also, but very involved. It's yeah. it's a lot. It's tricky shooting underwater at that yeah. time. Yeah, it's tricky to be like like rocking a run. Yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, apparently um, a lot of it was because uh, Carol Bouquet actually had like a pre existing like medical condition oh. that made it that she couldn't do the underwater scenes. Oh, um, wow. so um, they weren't able to shoot her basically underwater at all, really. Um, huh. so they, because of the, you know, just cause to be at like enough of a depth so that it would actually look like you're really un fully yeah. underwater and stuff like that. And apparently for whatever it was, uh, the information I found didn't specify what the condition was or anything, yeah. but evidently she couldn't go like down deep in the water like that and do those water stunts. So they, that was part of the reasons. Remind, remind me of something else about speaking yeah. about things that whatever it is. Um, and this was obvious early in the film when they first introduced the character yeah but as the film went on it was less obvious uh that uh carol k uh she also dubbed herself in the film too um oh to just to to yeah. like be a bit more careful mm -hmm. with the uh, like enunciations yeah, very strong french yeah, accent yeah, yeah um and i was wondering about that because early scenes yeah. where she's really close to the camera her lips don't seem to move enough. Yeah, I was to, wondering about yeah. that because um, uh, evidently she was uh, she was a bit shy about speaking out, like during the actual during the shooting. actual scenes. Yeah, and that so, makes which sense. unfortunately like led to a number of scenes where her mouth appears to move very I, little. I was how wondering much about that actually herself. because yeah. um, in the early movies, um, we, we talked about this extensively mm. in regards to um, in regards to like. Um, uh, from Russia with Love because that was like one of the earliest ones when we did that podcast um, but in the early in the really early Bonds very frequently there was a lot of dubbing of, oh yeah because especially with like the, the sort of Bond girl characters because often they would cast people from all different sort of countries and you know European countries and stuff like that and you know they didn't necessarily have good English back then uh, so they would get like an actual like a voice actress mm. to like dub all the the lines, yeah. so they would be playing the part, but the voice their voice yeah. would never be heard. Um, so I was kind of wondering about that because I was like, well, this is much later. I mean, this is the early '80s, so you know, having a little bit more, you know, English being a little bit more of a standardized thing at this point. Yeah. But also, you know, she had an accent that sounded pretty mm -hmm. authentic, mm -hmm. and. Uh, the performance felt fairly natural. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was kind of wondering about that because I was like, I was like, I wonder if there's. It doesn't, it doesn't any, seem to look. I was like, like, it doesn't really look no. dubbed, but it's yeah. not kind of. I, I so wasn't I sure about that. So, was, so that makes sense if they yeah. went back and had her do her lines and just be more careful with the. Interesting enough, um, because she 
fluent French, yep. she did her own French dubbing in the French. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would yeah, expect. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, the reason she couldn't do underwater stuff is she had uh, sinus. Oh, is that sinus, what it was? Sinus, all right, yeah, cool. Sinus thing. So she, yeah. she. Well, uh, the thing yeah, I saw. Also, all her underwater the thing stuff I saw is, is didn't faked. specify it. Just and said any that. scene that is like where she is clearly actually in the water is just a stunt person. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. there's tons you of scenes that you could tell her. Later, when they're getting dragged yeah, in the sure. water, is oh, for sure. Guess but what? That's, that's not Roger Moore either. But that's standard. But that's standard, right? Like that would have been standard. Anything that's like a real hardcore stunt. Yeah, they they go in a submersible to mm-hmm. find the attack. They they find the ship where the attack was, the boat. Um, they get it, and then yeah, that's when they're attacked by the assassin in the deep sea diving suit. Yeah. Um, that was that scene was okay. Um, I mean, obviously they had to do a follow up on that suit. Yeah. Um, I did kind of like the whole thing, how Bond uses the explosive. That was supposed to be like the self destruct system yeah. for the attack. Yeah. And he attaches the explosive to the suit, but of course it takes a while for it to go off. Yeah, so the they continue they having to like fight him off and stuff. And that, that was pretty good. Yeah. That was not too. Uh, that was fairly well done. Only thing started that scene. Uh, two things. They, they do a little. They do a little again foreshadow with the shark. Um, oh yeah, of course. Uh, but I mean, you know, at the time you don't think anything of it because hey, they, there's sharks in those waters. Um, uh, well, they do a little bit of the jaws. But, but thing. the only thing there was a line in there that made me kind of like. Uh, maybe kind of like okay, come on now like that line was, wasn't necessary and even if you were going to use it should have been used where they they, are, they get in the suits and they start swimming towards the thing he's like oh we only have so much air with this mixture uh, like don't talk unless you need to and it's like first off you're talking you don't need to you should have said that before you yeah, put the before, suits on yeah. also she's a professional here yeah. she knows that yeah <laughs> Yeah, she should have I said agree. it too. It should have been said. I hundred percent agree with that. <laughs> it just seems so yeah. dumb. Like, that's, don't talk unless you need to. You mean like you're doing right now? Yeah, that's, that's not good. I mean, granted, <laughs> him being who he is, he would he would essentially be an expert yeah. as well. Because I mean, I'm sure he's been in this situation many times. Like, but it is very condescending because she would know that. As, she film, would know in that. In a more comedic film, yeah. he would say that line, and she would say. Yes, I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I will say that definitely something greatly lacking in this film compared to um, some of the better Bond films that is one of my favorite things about Bond films is the great like one-liners yeah. and stuff. He has some good ones, but, but it's they're not, not as, great. They're not no, great. Not there's as, nothing. Yeah. There's no. You know. I think you got the point. There's no. Yeah, like, there, well, there's, I mean, there's no yeah. like really great zingers in yeah. this. Um, uh, again, I wonder if, in an attempt to make it a little more serious, they dial back on the zingers. But, but then again, that doesn't explain some of the more ridiculous elements, like we talked about. So it's it's a bit of a mess. Yeah. I mean, it's not terrible. It's quite good overall. Yeah. There's lots of good moments. Again, I, I definitely I have to agree with uh, a lot. As of, a as a later Roger Moore one. It's pretty good, uh, like, but there's definitely in my opinion blows the pants off of yeah. uh, both the previous two. But there's ones, definitely issues. But, there's yeah. definitely issues. Um, yeah. So then they get oh, and, and then there's another thing where like they they fight off the guy in this in the diving suit, and then they get back to their sub, and then they like have to fight another sub. sub I was yeah. just like, I I'm done. Again, like move forward. Keep, again, like move much ahead. Like the chase man. scenes that going I don't on. Need the them. chase scenes that went on too long. Uh, like too many parts like yeah. it it just like ugh. if this movie had culminated in a they live length fist fight yeah. i wouldn't have been surprised like this <laughs> like know? the story 
it was a decent enough story yeah, yeah. that the well, story there's lots of good intrigue like the story stuff. could could handle itself they didn't yeah. need to put in I mean, so many props to a bad guy with actual backup plans in case like yeah. you know something you don't usually see usually it's yeah. all although, eggs in one basket although as we said many times crack. there's many times where they could have just killed them outright oh yeah and well, you well, can never do that because yeah, it's a Bond yeah, film yeah, and it's just yeah. uh, plot immunity uh, <laughs> yeah so I mean that accumulates with the final I mean, yeah, so yeah. they resurface, but Christodos' men have taken the ship. Yeah. Uh, they're captured. Uh, Christodos takes the ATAC, makes his plan to make the exchange with the KGB. Yeah. Um, Bond and Melina are bound together, dragged behind the boat. They're going to be killed in this. Yeah. This, we're going to drag them through the coral right. to cut them up so there's blood in the water right. to attract sharks right. to make them. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and it goes on. But it was well, it, on. I liked it. Though, we're gonna go actually. for another. I like the scene. I thought uh, it was just well done. Like well, it just. Oh, uh, again, another scene where they did some neat film stuff, where they filmed it at really, really high speed, and then yeah. played it back there. Like they filmed yeah. it like like eighty frames a second, and it then good. played it back. Yeah, I actually did. Like I, I honestly wouldn't have guessed it had been filmed at a higher frame rate. Like I thought it was just some like good stunt stuff. Yeah, I thought it was um, good. But. Uh, Oh, but, and then uh, we and the sharks end up eating the other guy. Yeah, yeah, just, the, the henchman. And then the, the guy's just like, just leave just him. Leave him. Just well, he's a bad guy. Yeah, I know, but uh, once again, like that is the case of like all the other bad guys on the ship suddenly really don't, questioning hey, Don't fall in. Don't fall in. You don't want to have the same fate as yeah, that guy? Just yeah. don't fall in. Just like, wait a minute. Maybe it's his own fault for maybe, falling in. Maybe our employer is not the best <laughs> Maybe I'm going to cash out my 401k and, you know. Yeah. Um, I so, heard there's a good gig working so, on this giant space station. Just I'm going to go do that. <laughs> just when they think all is lost because Crusados has the ATAC and yeah. he's going to meet the KGB to uh, make the exchange and he, they have no idea where. All is lost. Parrot to the rescue! Parrot to the rescue. <laughs> they, the parrot is able to say that the ATAC is being taken yeah. to St. Cyril's. He repeats anything that he's heard. Yep. yep. So they're, the parrot, the, 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 the ATAC, they're taking it to St. Cyril's, which yep. is a Greek monastery, yep. apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a... You, the actual place is an actual monastery, monastery. but it's not actually St. Cyril's. Cyril's. No, no, that's no. a fictional. Monastery. I always love like those, like there's a there's a whole bunch of those, like those awesome like, up on the those super like cliffs. pillar pillar those cliffs, sort of pillar yeah. cliffs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. So they go there with they got Columbo and his men with them. Yeah, um, this is where I was like another scene. That, this is where my note was. Beebe's back. What's the point yeah, exactly? Again, again Beebe. Because I the, thought, if anything, this is where it's going to be revealed what her purpose in the movie is. <laughs> nope. No, no, it's it's nothing. It's That's her purpose. Like, she's like, I have to get out of here, and so they're going to escape, and that means nothing. Again, absolutely nothing. <laughs> nothing. Like, like doesn't she so, doesn't even accidentally help them or anything? No, nothing. Like, zilch. Nope. Nothing. I kept it, I kept waiting. I was like, it's going <laughs> to so suddenly dumb. come into play. It's so dumb. And, and like some like do sex mac yeah. garbage. Nope. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. Like. In a way, I'm actually kind of more glad that it ended up being. It started with nothing. It ended with nothing. Technically, her trainer does more oh, for the story yeah, than her she tells because it, yeah. she's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. she gives some little bit of information, yeah, that, yeah. which isn't much. Yeah. But I was like, at least it's something. Oh, because they asked her where, where Christoph is. Yeah. is and, which yeah, I mean, yeah. he's there. Christoph so I mean, yeah. it's like they would have found him anyway. Oh. But but yeah. yeah. But uh, we do get the bond climbing cliff. Yeah. Which is a great stunt. Yeah. Tougher bond though. Uh, tougher uh, Roger Moore because he's got a heights issue. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's great because there are points where you can see on his face like a bit of yeah. trepidation, which I thought was great because mm -hmm. I was like, "That's real." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, he didn't look—he didn't look scared. Yeah. He just looked 
concerns. Uh, again, let's say this is seen in with, and then like the guard sees him. Yeah, and uh, thank goodness he, that cheap ass op- uh, operation hadn't invested in radios. Yeah, and he didn't radio for help yeah, or any. No. So like, I'm gonna take care of this guy by myself. Yeah, I'm not gonna get help. Uh, and, and that whole kicks him off the cliff, and that stunt is freaking incredible. That, is, that that was really like because that's a dude that poor stunt doing that stunt. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a case of like whatever he was rigged to up. Oh top, yeah, clearly not what they no, showed no, no, in the movie. No, 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 it was all professionally done <laughs> yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they had like, a thing to, to like you know kind of slow the, that was a the hell of a, descent. That was a hell of a fall. But it's really amazing. Yeah. One of the best stunts I've yeah. seen. Like, uh, you know, I, I will always love it when I see those really like where there's like there's there's you know normal sense like you see a lot you know yeah, like yeah. even stuff like um when bond is on the uh on the outside of the helicopter at the beginning yeah like that was a good stunt yeah like it was really cool um but you know that's like yeah we've, we've seen stuff like that yeah. but like stuff like this with the that cliff fall it's just like those are the ones that go that extra distance like um the well like in um in um uh living daylights when they're hanging out the oh, back the, of the, the plane, plane and that's yeah, like yeah, all yeah. done for real yeah like yeah. that was amazing like, or see that's exactly the kind of stuff you think oh they didn't do that for real yeah no, but they did or like yeah. uh um another favorite one um of mine in that kind of vein is in um dark man when they have the when he's hanging from the helicopter oh right flying around the city and there's that, that long it's that long cable like, he's basically swinging and he's swinging around yeah. and like that that stunt guy actually did that for real like that is an amazing that, stunt that's one of those like can't believe they actually did that stunt for real yeah. stunts. Yeah, and yeah. you know, there's just a few examples of that kind of yeah. stuff. That's just you know, the 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 Spider-Man. I'm back. I'm back. My back. My back. back uh, yeah, so yeah. The Spider-Man Two uh, stunt there. Um, like, there's just some that you just are just like, wow, like amazing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I loved that. That was really impressive. Um. Like literally, I was writing my note about what was going on, mm-hmm. and I'm like, he's kicked off. By a henchman, and holy crap, that's a great stunt! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I hit some one not, of the the the, the, yeah. the crampon knives. I was and, not expecting and, it to look like that. Which, which leads to the, like the bad guy falls off the cliff. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh my god!" And then because uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they turn about, turn him over, and it's like, oh. Hey, oh, also wearing completely yeah, yeah, clothes. yeah. Clearly not. Like, did you forget? Yeah, like, you've been Bond, watching Bond climb a Bond cliff climbed for up, minutes, switched clothes with the bad guy, the and then fell oh, off the cliff. Also, Is that your scenario? Also changed hair color. Oh, and changed hair color, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> dyed his hair and then jumped off a cliff. Uh, so yeah, yeah so yeah. they get up there and join him. Uh, lots of fighting happens. Yeah, um, Bond gets the attack back. Um, Lena obviously wants to kill Cristados because her ultimate thing is getting yeah. revenge for her, yeah. for her family. Um, but Bond tries to talk her into letting him take take him in alive so that you know they can take him in like legally. Um, but uh, he goes for it's the whole classic thing. He goes for the knife to like try and kill them. Yeah. And then Columbo eh, gets, yeah, gets, gets him. Gets him. Yeah. Well, yeah, because because he's like oh about the he does the again he says because he says it earlier the you know revenge dig two graves yeah yeah uh the yeah Confucius i, mean, well, I thought it was a bit weird that he's he's trying to talk her down from killing him in the way that you often see in movies where the the sort of hardened uh kind of hero is trying to like talk down like the the sort of innocent character the victim sort of innocent victim character who's trying to get revenge and they're trying to talk him down from it because they're like, you know, that will make you a killer, and and you you know mm. you're you're too innocent for that. I don't want you to like become a killer. 
but she's already killed at this point because she straight up already killed Gonzalez yeah, yeah, yeah. as well as a couple of other henchmen. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, stopping her from killing them is not like preserving yeah, her exactly. innocence from being yeah. a murderer. Yeah. Like she's already a killer. She got Gonzalez, which was like her, like the, the guy who directly, directly killed, was yeah. responsible, you know, who, who directly carried out the killings. Yeah. So I was just like, I get that that trope of like you know like I don't want you to become a killer you know so I'm gonna save you from but it's like she's already a killer so you know and he's like a really really bad dude so just let him kill let her kill him because that that's that'll be her ultimate revenge but you know of course they 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 made that an unnecessary mm-hmm. thing anyways because Columbo did which actually kind of makes sense because Columbo had more of like a you know Columbo also had an even more long-term yeah. kind of axe to grind yeah. because he was well, kind they of had like, they had once been compa- uh, yeah they had more of a personal yeah. you know i mean well I, they're both personal issues yeah. but but yeah just a long time thing and of course the whole thing of Cristadas trying to set up colombo to be the bad guy mm-hmm. when he himself was the bad guy the whole time like like that's that's not cool man don't do yeah. that don't do that so um Bond spectacularly tosses the attack off the top of the cliff and yeah, it just, just annihilates. Yeah. Yeah. Which I was kind of like, you know, like, oh, it's a super special, you know, piece of like high high end, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, military intelligence, like equipment and stuff like that. Like, I'm sure it's probably built to withstand something as simple mm. as just being like thrown off a thing. But then I was like, that's a pretty big cliff. I'll yeah. admit that's a pretty big so yeah it was just annihilated um and then i love how um uh freaking um general gogol who we haven't really mentioned but the, the head of the kgb who's like a recurring character in many yeah. of the films oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. um and he, well, he was in he was in the last one exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. well that was his last one because oh, right. he had actually retired and there was a new head of the kgb yeah. And he appears as kind of like, a, oh yeah, remember back yeah. when I was head of the KGB and yeah. we were like always like back and forth. Yeah, but the good old days. He's often been, he's often been almost more of an ally with Bond yeah. because even though he's KGB, it was always that thing of like we don't want our countries to actually go into full on war. Yeah, so let's just kind of like but keep this back out. and forth intelligence thing. Yeah keeps us both employed yeah exactly it keeps things going <laughs> yeah. but they never wanted to go to go yeah. too far yeah so Gogo was, that was actually the one thing that bummed me out that there wasn't any real dialogue between the two of them at the end of that yeah. that there wasn't like a bit of like like uh like I thought for there sure was there a was, bit. I thought for sure there was gonna be a bit more of a like of course Bond is here. Of course yeah. this is but how there this was a bit because I should have expected he does, this. He does kind of just kind of like laugh it off and yeah, just be yeah, like, yeah. oh, and well, that's, you know, that's how the, it goes, you know. Yeah. As the long farewell as, for now, yeah, hand. It's, it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, he basically no, just... No, like, really, like, like, straight up at the end, like, no hard feelings, yeah, this is how it goes. Exactly, right? And that's very... I'm not even mad, bro. Yeah, and that's very consistent with that, how that yeah. character's portrayed. So I thought that was sort of interesting. My 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 exact my, my actual exact note is, General Gogol doesn't seem to be bothered. No, no. <laughs> uh, it's fine. Melina and Bond settle in for a romantic evening. Uh, we get one little bit, uh, one more bit of alleged hilariousness. Oh! Where oh. MI6 calls him, connects him with the Prime Minister. Here's where we end the movie on... With, yeah. like some really weird joke thing about how it's the prime minister's talking to bond but it's actually the, the parrot, parrot and, and he, bond is off, off doing his thing with melina and like 
Again, it was really silly. This serious tone that they were going for. It was so silly. Yeah. It It was was like they couldn't help themselves. It was like, we want to make a serious, gritty Bond film. And then they, and then after And then we're just going to put a bunch of silly stuff. And then after they filmed that city series, they had someone come in and punch up the script. Yeah, just throw in some silly stuff. (laughs) Yeah, it's unfathomable. Yeah, yeah. I don't get it at all. It's really like... Like, uh, my, my note is literally because like I don't even know what really happened in that end scene like it was so all over the place well it was and it then, was it was it was he I'm gonna say it was a bunch more times because I'm also no no, no like I know what happened but I mean but like, it was just such a like a cluster F of yeah. like just ridiculousness and so literally I just have like it, it was you know what it was kind of embarrassing yeah oh yeah absolutely yeah, like, especially as the finale to the movie to the movie yeah. and then and so I just have like a, a like a little description of what I think kind of happened and then I just go dash comedy with two exclamation points because that's really all question point question mark yeah well yeah (laughs) comedy yeah yeah I guess yeah no yeah that was weird weird way to end it I mean, and they always kind of do that, where they have, like, the ending. Oh, yeah, Even, yeah. like, like, oh, like Moonraker, oh, yeah, when yeah. it's the, they're doing their thing in Zero always, key, and they're all like, what are they doing? Yeah, it's always a little yeah. bit of, a little, it's always a little, the ending of Bond films were almost always a little cheeky. Yeah. Uh, but this, but this, this was just, wasn't, this it wasn't was just, just cheeky, it was just, like, a mess. It like, was like, what is going on? Yeah. Why am I, like, the Prime Minister? Like, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but played for comedy, yeah. and, like, <laughs> like, Here's what the end of this movie says. Our Prime Minister doesn't know the difference between a human and a parent. <laughs> <laughs> James Bond. Yeah. Ba-dum, 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 yeah. Ba-dum. And then followed by, you know, James Bond will return in yeah. Octopussy. <laughs> Sir Roger Moore. Ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. Yeah. yeah. So there we go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it, so yeah. Uh, I, I liked it. It did yeah. have a little bit of unevenness. Yeah. Uh, I wish they had dialed it back a little on both ends. It did run a little long. Yeah. Um, but the good parts are good. That like overall yeah. good movie. Yeah, I, I, I more like... or less agree with kind of the the seventy five to eighty percent kind of where it seems to sit with most reviewers. I uh, it again definitely be- in my opinion like there is some cult love for Moonraker out there. I thought it was terrible. Yeah. Uh, like I say, the only thing sort of like that somewhat it elevates had Jaws in it. Yeah, who was actually they were contemplating bringing Jaws back for yeah. for this film. Does he not then, die in Moonraker? No, uh, I haven't seen it. No, no, he doesn't. Okay. Um, and they were going to bring him back for this film, yeah. but they felt that he didn't fit the serious tone they were going for. <laughs> well, I mean that's true. Had they actually stuck to the serious tone, yeah. oops. Um, but yeah, and then like, yeah. and then like, I, I don't dislike Octopussy. I, I. I do feel it definitely falls in the category of uh, Roger Moore was getting a little yeah. kind of long in the tooth to play that yeah. to play especially well, like as serious as they make yeah. this one he really angles a lot like Octopussy really is like James Bond will sleep with anybody yeah. uh, James, like it is I mean the, the title of that one really gives away the the, yeah. the and you're sort of like oh this is like the last hurrah right. uh, and the last well, hurrah attempt. It, it was it, intended that Ferraris only was going to be it. Yes, yeah. And I talked about this in yeah. the in the in the in the uh, the last mm-hmm. Bond podcast yeah. that we did. That basically the reason why he came back again 
after this was because in 83 uh was when never seen ever again was happening yeah and because connery came back for that That. they were like well we're gonna if we're debuting a new bond the same year that the original bond has a new movie coming out like we're gonna get slaughtered yeah I mean, they got slaughtered they anyway. They got slaughtered anyway because they they made <laughs> they a terrible, some, they made a bad part, movie. Yeah, yeah. But they were like, "We're gonna get slaughtered," so they felt they needed to bring more back because he was a proven mm-hmm. star. You know, he was a proven Bond. Uh, so they convinced him to come back for that. Um, and I don't know why he then came back for another one after that. Yeah. Um, because by that point, it was just like, like, please, no more, no more, yeah. please, yeah. But yeah, uh, and, you know, obviously they, you know, they yeah. felt they obviously hadn't clearly yeah. lined up because he was they didn't his want to take by that, they right? didn't want like, to take a break. They were all um, they obviously offered him money yeah. and they didn't. What was that last one? Uh, uh, from view to a kill. From view to a kill, yeah. which which is usually considered like the worst of all. It yeah, it's so. it's the problem with it is it's the worst in a way that is like the most offensive way like a movie can be bad which is it's just not it's worth really watching mediocre. it's super mediocre yeah. it's not stupid bad like Moonraker it's not like 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 past like Octopus Beyond His Prime yeah. it's just a dull it's it's dull yeah which is something a Bond film should it never be, be. Yeah. yeah yeah for sure well yeah, yeah. Well, no, it was, I, it was, I'm gonna uh, have to finish up all those later ones now yeah it's, now I've taken I've dipped my toe in the water here by doing Freeras only. Yeah. So Um But yeah, no, uh it was, it was good to go back to this. It was like I can like oh yeah, yeah. bits and pieces. No, I mean and, uh it was definitely I mean I can definitely see why it would never be considered amongst like the better uh, ones. No, no. It's just far too flawed. Yeah. But it's not terrible either. No. And it's got some really good uh, moments. It is yeah, definitely like the story, the plot and the main stuff is really top notch. Yeah, I liked it's all the peripheral. I liked that they, rather than, because Michael G. Wilson actually even directly addressed this because he sort of said that after Moonraker, their choices were basically just keep going further and further out there into like crazy land. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm paraphrasing. He didn't yeah, yeah. use those words in any way whatsoever. <laughs> those are my words. But basically, it was it was the idea of just keep going with things getting more and more yeah. ridiculous. Or go all the way back to like a more back to basics, yeah. Yeah. gritty kind of thing, which is what they were trying to do with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and story wise, they succeeded because story wise, they went back to straight up Cold War, mm-hmm. you know, relatively straightforward plot of you know it's it's the part of the Cold War struggle. There's you know um, like crime bosses and mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, all kinds of things like that you know um which is like definitely going back to the more kind of classic kind of plot uh without sort of all the kind of more elaborate sort of like cartoonish um elaborations that they had developed over over time um so like i think that that's a great idea and and you know like not really having gadgets and things like that like mm-hmm. like i thought that was a great idea it's just that it, it was still just it was too flawed um it was way too long in terms of like the story supported the length but they didn't really have they didn't put in enough story to for that length they just made the length by just having all of these extra scenes that didn't do anything and characters that didn't do anything 
and sequences that went on too long as we discussed so i think that at its core like the the concept was good the the core story was good but wasn't always executed super well um julian glover was i mean he's a perfect type for a bond villain but i didn't feel that his character was developed enough and or got to do enough like it, it was almost felt anticlimactic when they get him in the end because it was kind of like he didn't really feel that like, oh, like, like he, he was no goldfinger he was no exactly. you know he, well, it was because somebody, they having to play him as a kind of good guy no blow fell for that matter yeah uh kind of they had to play him as a good guy at the start of the film yeah but then because of just the way the direction the film goes, they really had no opportunity to return to him. Yeah. Um, so, you, yeah, he by didn't... the time you found out he was a bad guy and that all that information, and by the time they got back to him, like, it was so late in the film, like, yeah. his big moment of being bad was to, like, drag him through the water with the sharks. Yeah. Like, that was, that was all he had to do. And yeah. you're like, I, they didn't know, they, give him enough to do. Yeah. They didn't make him. I mean, they set him up as a, much more of a like a mastermind behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, but but I yeah. thought that the handling of the character did a yeah. disservice to what the potential was. Yes, yeah. because I think Julian Glover. I mean, we've seen him as villains and stuff in other movies. I mean, uh, you know, I had actually forgotten before doing this. You know, because I knew about obviously like. Empire Strikes Back and, and you know Game of Thrones and things like that but like I had actually totally forgotten that he was the main bad guy in Indiana in Jones in the, last, in the Last Crusade and that's a great example of like that is an awesome villain like he was yes. amazing in that right and that's the kind of thing that we needed I actually totally forgotten that he was in that yeah, yeah. and that's it, but as soon as, soon as you matter I was like oh right yeah and that's absolutely. the kind of thing that you needed for this and that's the kind of thing that Bond villains usually get more of and they just I think they under they undersold him like they didn't give him enough i think to really chew on mm -hmm. so yeah so there's definitely and then like just stuff like bb that was completely useless and stuff like that you know there, there's a lot of flaws but it's just it was okay it, it was like middle of the pack mm -hmm. not not one of the worst not one of the best yeah definitely i think it's uh, the story part is what makes this one real good versus yeah, you know. yeah i like the story it's just yeah yep yeah. Mm -hmm. And some of the scents were really impressive. Mm -hmm. So, all right, yeah. So, so uh, uh, rest in peace, Sir for, Roger Moore. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for the uh, entertainments. Mm -hmm. um, um, you know, it's easy to say now, like, oh, you know, he, he kind of uh, uh, wore out his welcome as as Bond and stuff like that. But I mean, it wasn't yeah. his fault. It was yeah. just part of the what the development of it and how things went. And but he was always great. I mean, he was a he was great choice for Bond. I mean, the only real kind of downside of it is that he technically should have been Bond much earlier. Yeah. Like, if he had been Bond at an earlier point, all this argument about, like, oh, he kept doing it, he's way too old, and blah, blah, yeah. Like, Well, I mean, he, he might have still kept doing it that long, but... But unlikely, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, he could have done... Tapped out he could have done five, six, seven movies, yeah. because Connery did, right? Yeah. He could have done, like, six movies. Now, and, interesting. Imagine if Connery had stopped earlier. Yeah. Uh, Roger Moore stepped in earlier. Yeah. Roger Moore finished. Lazenby picked up. Lazenby ended up doing these last four. That would never ones. happen because Lazenby never would have been cast if 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 it had gone that way. He, he, no, but after Roger Moore, because 
No, because it's not like they had him in mind. That's it's true. not like they That's went true. after him. Yeah. He was like, it was like a, a, a just an opportunity. It, it was an availability. It was an opportunistic thing, yeah. thing where they just yeah. they're like, we need a new Bond. Oh, I saw this Australian guy in this in this commercial. Yeah. He seems like he'd be good. Yeah. yeah. Like it was such an odd kind yeah. of like rags to riches kind of story, which is why he couldn't really handle it. But the thing is, is right. I if guess things had gone differently, we would have had like. Well, we just we would have had a we had we, we would have had, had another some, Bond for like about four or five yeah, films. That but it would have been somebody yeah. like you know. I mean, they even talked about uh, at one point they were interested. I presumably in the sixties, um, they were interested in Julian Glover. As possibly doing Bond. Oh, yeah. Uh, but at the time that they were first looking at him, he was too young. And then when they actually had a spot later yeah. on, he was too old. Yeah. So, well, yeah. if, I mean, by this point, he was still quite a bit younger than Bond. Um, I don't think so. Uh, Not by much. Eight years. Um, yes, but that's still. But that's what I'm saying. That's late to but, be starting. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but by this point, yeah. If he had started a few Bond movies earlier right. it would have been fine because I only, only found that out Another, about the age difference because they made the, 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 the there's the thing in the film where BB goes oh Kristoff is too old for me and then she throws herself at Bond right. but actually Kristoff is younger than, than yeah. Roger Moore or Julian yeah is, but Bond is she, Bond yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. come on I mean come on but um but yeah like um uh um yeah, you're right. You're right. Because it'd be, yeah, th- 35, and then he was almost 90 when when yeah. Marjorie Moore was almost 90 when he died. So yeah, yeah, uh, interesting. But um, I mean, another one was they had asked, they'd offered it to Timothy Dalton. Yeah, in the late Earlier, in the late 60s, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he turned it down because he felt he was too young. Yeah, he's only about 22 at the time. You know, you bad, you want yeah. somebody who's like close to 40, <laughs> around 40. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So. It's, it's, it's it is definitely thing. because you you want somebody that is I mean I guess that looks I mean, like I they've mean, been around and there's experience. It, but, that's exactly. I mean, but not too old. That to be fair, Sean Connery was not that old when he started as Bond, but he also he was when he finished though. Well, yeah, to be fair, true. Uh, but he uh, physically, he, it's crazy. He actually. did not look as young yeah. as he was. He, no, had, a, he had, had a mature look. look. He had a mature look. He had a really mature look, which helped but, a lot. But you want to see something crazy? He, like, <laughs> I'll show you crazy. Yeah, you want to see something crazy? <laughs> um, look at Connery, my phone. <laughs> when Connery finished with with Bond with um, "You Only Live Twice," that was sixty-seven. Then they were on a two-year cycle. Then, so that was sixty-seven. Then George Lazenby came in and did Honor Majesty's Secret Service, which was sixty nine, and then Connery came back for Diamonds of Forever in seventy one, right? Yeah. So that was only from sixty seven to seventy one. That's like four years that he hadn't been seen in the role. Yeah. Which seems like a ridiculously short amount of time now, but back then it was a huge deal. He was gone for an entire movie. That's true. Like, that's whoa. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because before that, he'd been doing them almost every year. Yeah. But wow, the difference in those four years, how much he aged, because. When he finished, yeah, I was gonna say it's four years. When he finished he it two year in the sixties, yeah. when he finished doing it in the sixties, he still looked like he did basically all through the sixties. He was yeah. young, you know, Sean Connery. And then when he came back in seventy one to do Diamonds Forever, even though it was only four years later, now there's like the gray in the sides that the older Sean Connery that we know from like the seventies and the eighties yeah. was starting to come out. But it was like that was only four years later. Like he aged a lot in those four years. 
you know, I'm not I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just yeah. that's just he, how his life cycle. That's how his do, life yeah. cycle worked, you know. And I was just kind of like, oh, interesting. The life cycle of James Bond or of Sean Connery. Because it's like he finished. He he did. You know, he finished off in the '60s, and it was like that's young Connery. And then he came back in like the early '70s, and suddenly it was like, yeah, it looked like connery as we would know him the only difference being maybe not having the the facial hair which is sort of became his signature thing the older the older connery having like the beard and stuff kind of became his signature thing so that probably kept him from looking quite as old but still like he had the gray like in the sides and stuff like that like you know the very kind of 70s connery thing so yeah kind of interesting yeah anyway yeah Blah, so, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, so that's uh, for your eyes only. For you. Yeah. yeah. No, this is, uh, 19, okay. Yep, 1981, for your eyes only. Yeah. Um, Hope so you enjoyed. That, that wraps up episode 101. 101. Uh, and uh, we'll be back next week with another film. Yes. We, we're doing that now. We're doing movies now. Movies. Yeah. Yes. Well, we were talking about movies before, before too. Yeah. It's just in a different way. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. uh, thanks everyone for listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, until next week, I'm Chris. This is it. Cheers. Bye bye.